Everybody, welcome to our call today on the Mastermind Inner Circle call. And today, I want to be going through the seven steps to the seven-figure practice. Now, the question I get every year is, Dr. Mike, how is it that some of your doctors can be doing so well in practice? I mean, how is it that a lot of these guys are breaking seven figures, and yet you're either growing slowly or not growing at all? Well, I really wanted to break it down into a strategy for you on this call. And that strategy really circles around two key elements, and those are the business audit and the planning pyramid. Now, there was a book written a number of years ago uh, by Jim Lohr, and in this book, he talked about the things that top athletes do, and that was to really stop and focus on change and growth, and to really train and to strategize. And this is how an Olympic athlete really becomes a gold medalist. Now, I like to think that what you're going to do in your practice is analogous to winning the gold medal. I mean, who here wants bronze or fourth place? Nobody does. So what I did is I broke it down into two key elements. And within those two key elements are really seven different steps that everybody listening to this inner circle call can take. So I really want to put it out there that each and every one of you can really just Sit down and look at your practice as a business and treat it as such. So for those of you who are on this call or listening to the replay, you'll see two downloads. I want you to take a minute, pause the call, and go download both both the business audit and the planning pyramid. Now, the business audit, you're going to want to keep with you uh, on a regular basis. What I mean by that is you're going to want to put it into a binder and come back and uh, look at the changes in your stats on a regular basis. And the planning pyramid really is designed for yearly strategizing and for quarterly. Now, this can be done with your team or it can be done individually. Regardless, we're going to talk about the four things every chiropractor should do that's really going to make a difference. Now, I apologize if I'm a little nasal on this call. I'm, I've got a bit of a head cold, and yes, I've been getting adjusted and, and taking, you know, my nutritionals. But right now, uh, we're going to work through this. So if you hear me being a little nasal or a little, um, you know, raspy in my voice, you'll understand why. All right, in front of you, you should have a business audit. Now, on the very top of that business audit, you'll see 2015, 16, 17. And you can change those on a yearly basis. I highly recommend you download this and put this in a file that you can use for future. Now, just to give you an audit, the international average on the number of new patients is about 10. And yet the masters in our program, especially as we move into six uh, years, uh, sorry, year two, three, and four, are anywhere from 25 to 40, anywhere from three to four times the international average. Now, total adjustments are about 320 on an international, about 80 a week. Now, that's just a break-even, but the masters do roughly four times that amount at 1280. That's significant. The average adjustment fee worldwide is anywhere from 38 up to $42, and yet the masters, one of the key things that we do in your practice is make sure that you're getting at least, at least, if possible, uh, anywhere from 45 to 50. Muted. Now, does that make a difference? Absolutely, because when you look at the big picture, three or four dollars per adjustment at 1,280 per per month, well, that adds up significantly over a year. 
So make sure that you're not on the lower level of that business audit. Now, what you want to do is not only write down the averages that you, you hear me talking about, but gauge that against your own. How are you doing compared to the rest of the world? Now, a lot of guys think they're doing great, and they start to hear these numbers, and the first thing everybody says to me was, damn, i got to raise my fees. I thought I was doing great at 35 or 38, and everyone's, you know, 45 and 50. I'm behind the ball. So a lot of chiropractors don't raise the fees, and there's ways around that that you can actually um, raise your fees and still make a bundle of cash and still be in fair exchange. If we look at the AVP or the average visit per patient, you know, internationally, it's only 8 to 12. Now, you probably already know that, but most of the masters are about 40 to 60. So whether you're jetpack, silver, or gold, you want to make sure that your numbers are high. And, and if you're not getting a, a PVA that's, you know, anywhere from 4 to 10 times the international average, then you're going to cure that with doing care plans and, of course, wellness care plans and education. Doctor support is key. Adjustment time per patient. You know, you're limited by your productivity per hour. How many people you can actually see within one hour. And when we look at the adjustment time per patient internationally, it's about six to ten minutes. Now that means you can only see about ten to six people per hour. Now if you're charging forty-five or fifty dollars in adjustment, that's not a lot, especially if you have a high overhead. Most of our masters are about two to three minutes. I think that's a great uh, speed uh, in order order to do a, a proper adjustment. Remember, it starts with that very first adjustment, set the pace. And always remember, they're paying for your expertise and not your time. Number of hours worked. Um, most internationally work and work from 38 to 42 because their parents did. They're opening up their practices from 8 to 6 every day and standing around, tired, wasting time. Now, most of the masters are anywhere from 3 mornings and 3 afternoons, so 6 half-day shifts. Some work two days as a half day and then two full days. Regardless, six half days is all you need, and that's about 28 to 32 hours. That gives you a lot more family time. And you can see just by going through this business audit how much difference you're going to see in the changes in your practice. Okay, so you've got an idea of what International does. You've got an idea of what Masters does, and you're going to write your numbers in between. The first thing I want you to do is stop and circle one, two, or three key things that you know you got to change. Now, most of that usually reflects around things like the patient visit average. Yeah, my PVA sucks. It's low, Mike. I know i got to get it up. It also circulates around new patients. Now, a lot of guys are seeing a slide in the new patient flow. You want to be around the 25 to 40, if not more. How do you get there? Multiple pillars. All right, now, if you haven't downloaded my free marketing calendar online, you want to go do that before the end of the month because it's coming off, and it's the 2017 calendar. You'll, you're going to want to go and steal that as quick as possible. And, of course, um, it is also uh, the PVA. PVA is usually low. So new patients, income per adjustment, and PVA. And those are the keys that you really want to focus on if you're below the international average. So the business audit is one of the seven steps that you really need to take. <laughs> the next one is your planning pyramid. Now, why is this so important? You know, one of the things I notice a lot of chiropractors do is they step into their practice, they adjust, and they leave. Now, imagine an Olympic athlete that goes out to a track meet, runs, and then goes home. He doesn't train. He doesn't exercise. He doesn't eat properly. Um, he doesn't strategize with his coach. I mean, that is a train wreck waiting to happen. I mean, 
it was sort of like Mariah Carey, you know, playing New Year's Eve the other night. I mean, she probably didn't prep for that. She just walked on stage, and it was embarrassing. The same with your practice. Here's what I've noticed. This is my own practice. This is what I do today. It's what my top dogs are doing is they're working hard, but they're going to stop weekly, monthly, and quarterly. We're going to talk about that in a second. But one of the keys you should be doing is stopping with your team every year, preferably at the end of December or beginning of January, and strategizing for the year. Roll out that 2017 calendar. Set up, you know, your marketing, your team training. Strategize. Set goals. Set bonuses. And really, you know, stretch yourself. Set something that's attainable and set something that's a stretch goal. And one of the ways of doing this is to have your planning pyramid. Now, the planning pyramid allows alignment and congruency of your values and belief systems, of your missions, of your targets. So if you haven't downloaded the planning pyramid, I want you to stop and go do that right now. So hit the pause button. Come on back. Make sure you have it if you're listening to me live. But the planning pyramid is like a lighthouse. It's a beacon. It's going to allow you to go from where you're at, point A, to point B. And as we go in that direction, what it's going to do, it's going to allow you to hit your targets. Now, on page two of the planning pyramid, you'll see things like your core values and belief systems. Now, your core values and beliefs are basically how you believe in your practice with regards to your value systems of integrity, of honesty, of uh, great care, impeccable care, anything that you value, you should have congruency with your team. I mean, if you have somebody, a chiropractor on your team that's trying to fraud insurance, for example, well, that's not congruent with being honest and integrity. You don't want that person on your team. Or if you're only in it for the money versus patient care and giving impeccable Starbucks spa-like service, then, then you're incongruent. So you want to make sure that your values and belief systems are in alignment. Now, you should also have a mission statement, and that's both personal and business. Why are you here? Because when your purpose and your why is great enough, everything else, the how, falls into place. You've heard that a million times. So the first thing I want you to do is sit with your team and get congruent with your values and belief systems. Now, this should be on your vision board. And if it's on your vision board and you guys see it, pull it out as a reminder at every team meeting and sit down and review it, or at least have it posted where the team members can glance over and go, oh, yeah, our values, our belief systems. This is who we are. These, are. these are congruent and foundational to everything we do. Now, the next step is really your mission and your purpose. Why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? I've talked about this um, with the Tony Robbins. And you know, when we sit down, we look at the why, the what, and the how – why do we do what we do? That's our purpose and mission statement. And then what's our catalyzing statement? Now, your catalyzing statement, guys, is really a mission statement, but it's designed as a benefit for the patient. So let me give you an example. When I had started a practice in Turks and Caicos, the very first thing I did was to sit down and create a catalyzing statement, and that was to make Provo a providentialis the healthiest island on the planet. And we had that and then an epigram that was on the wall when people came in. It was, um, you know, it was beautifully done. And people came in, they saw it, and they go, wow, to make Provo the healthiest island on the planet. And they got the big idea. We had nutrition, we had chiropractic, we had workshops. We did all this fun stuff. And that was designed to get people on board with us. Now, your bog, and this is really important, your bog is the one thing that must happen this, this year. The bog is the big, 
hairy, audacious goal. What is the one thing that you want to do in 2017? Maybe it's to break through to 200 or 300 or 400. That becomes an absolute must. It is the one thing that must happen. Come do or die, come hell or high water, you got to do it this year. Maybe to add an extra 10000 a month. But your body is something that you consistently see. It's what you consistently focus on. It's what you consistently feel on a regular basis. It's, when I, it's what's going to get your ass out of bed every morning and get your feet on the floor. When that buzzard rings at 5 or 5.30 or 6, you got your feet planted and you're rolling out of bed and you're ready to tackle the day. Take no prisoners. So if you have, if your Nate's talking to you and says, this is your bog, just write it down. You can go, you can go back and print these, make a mess of this and go back and I recommend that you keep a copy in your playbook, everyone should have a playbook, and you just go back and you can redo this every year. But this first page, page two, which is your core values, your beliefs, your mission, purpose, your goals, and your action steps, is really for the first year. What's generally this next year going to look like? Now, you're going to have a target. That target is December 31st, for example, 2017. You're also going to have a sandbox rule, and where it says our sandbox, that is important that you know your sandbox rule. When I was a kid, my dad built me this massive sandbox. I mean, it was huge. When I was a kid, it was like eight feet by eight feet. And when you're like four years old, man, that thing is like, that's like the beach. And that sandbox belonged to me. I had my Tonka toys. I had everything in there, my soldiers. Man, that was my world. But when the, the, the other kids in the neighborhood came over, they had to abide by my rules. I remember little Tony across the street. He tried to drag the water hose in my sandbox. I'm like, dude, there is no water in my sandbox. These are my sandbox rules. So I want you to create a sandbox rule for your practice. Here's mine. A players only. I only allow A players on my team. If you're a B player, McDonald's is always hired. Wendy's is looking for employees. Get out of my world. So this makes it very easy. There's no gray. There's only black or white on how you're going to run your team. And, and this is what's amazing about this. Because I want you to think about your number one frustration, your number one intolerance in 2016 that you're no longer going to allow to happen in 2017. It's that thing that you go home and you bitch to about your, about your, your spouse or your CAs, what it might be. It's the one thing that you tolerate and you keep complaining about. So I want you to write it down and you're going to change that as a new standard. Now I'm, I got frustrated working with a, a B players. I, I just, like, I'm done. You're not showing up for work. You're, you're not you're not getting your projects done. You're not telling me you're going to do what you're going to do, or you're lackadaisical about it, or you're dragging your feet, or you're not welcoming the new patients coming. No, that's not how I run my business. So I want you to think of one intolerance and write it down right now. The key thrusts and capabilities are what are the one, two, three, four things that you're you're going to move forward to. It's it's going to be maybe improve your technology. Boost your new patient flow. Uh, and you might think of three or four. Get a website, you know. Um, maybe hire a, a CA. It's, it's a key thrust or one of the capabilities you have to do now that you have to do in January of 2013. It's it's the, 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 the Tinder in the, in the Tinder box. It's the, the spark. That's gonna get, what is it that you need to do? I've got to get a CA or I've got to get a substation or I need to go digital because I'm still using dip, dip tanks. Whatever it might be, what's the number one thing? Now, the action steps. You know, why you're you doing what you do with your mission and purpose statement. You know your targets and your goals. What are the action steps? I want you to think of four action steps that you're going to take this year. Just the four things that become an absolute must this year. And what you really want to do is sit down and set, you know, key, key uh, initiatives, key numbers. 
what are these? You know, how are we going to do this? What's well, an action step? So number one might be to get a website. I'm going to get a website by March 31st. Number two might be I need to hire a CA by January 31st. And what I like to do is I like to write down 12, one for every month. Now, as a hint, what you want to do is do the things that are priority, but also the low-cost things. Because you might not be able to afford a website for $5,000, but you might be able to go and hire a CA. And you know by hiring the CA, she can do social media, and she can actually get the new patient flow going. See where I'm going with this? So write down four. You can do four, but you can write down uh, as many as, as 12. So that being said... Uh, key initiatives are things that you're just going to initiate, uh, very similar to key thrusts and capabilities. And critical numbers would be uh, increasing income, new patients, PVA, things that you got off your business audit that are cr- critical numbers you need to change. Maybe to go from 38 to $42 an adjustment or 42 to 45 um, improve your PVA and, and things like that. So this gives you a general year global view. Now, I recommend don't put this in your book. You want to put this on your vision board. And and the reason why you want to come back to this every team meeting. You know, I discovered that it's very easy to get pulled off track. It's very easy to get distracted in what you do. But one thing I want you to do is I want you to take the time and sit down and strategize. And just just think globally in here. What are things i got to change, things i got to implement, and I gotta, I'm going to see it every day. Now, the, the next page, page three, is really about opportunities, threats, and innovations. Now, this is, this is a good tool to use because one of the things I want you to look at are your threats. Now, for me, my threats have always been time. And because, you know, I'm very busy, um, I'm helping build a practice, I coach, I'm developing product. My time is essential. So I have to sort of delegate to people. I have team meeting times. I have times that I work out. Um, threats that prevent me from growing is time, so I have to move fast. Now, I want you to think of one of the biggest threats that are, is holding you back. It might be procrastination. It might be financial. It might be uh, maybe an associate or a partner. Okay? So think of the threats that you have, and, and there's no wrong answer. It's the sort of anchor that's preventing your boat from going forward. We, we want to create wind in our sail, and we really want to cut the rope to the anchor. And it might be, it could be a lot of things. You know, some people even identified, you know, their spouse as being an anchor where your spouse should be a wind in your sail. So what are the threats you're having right now? The next is I want you to think of opportunities. What are the opportunities you have in order to grow your business? It might be going to one of my seminars and, and getting some, you know, real uh, creative practice building tools. Uh, an opportunity might be the ability to maybe get a technology. Maybe you got, want to buy a substation, but you can't really buy one for 10000 right now, but you might be able to get one cheaper at 5000 uh, An opportunity might be to um, maybe uh, maybe merge another practice into your existing practice, like Mark Andre did. He, he found a practice that was sale for sale. He went in and he low-balled it. He bought it from the doctor and he merged it into his, his, his practice. So I want you to think of opportunities. might be a new mall that's opening up down the road, and you can go in and you can do a, a mall screening or something like that. Uh, there might be a business opportunity or a B&I that you can actually get into. So just start writing down the opportunities. Nothing's wrong. Really sit down and meditate on this, and you can come back and build on this. Now, the key with this, and I do recommend that you print out a couple copies of this, but go back and then put it in, in, in a priority basis. Oh, man, I can get into a B&I 
for no cost, um, I can, you know, maybe put the substation at the, the bottom of that list because I just don't have extra cash right now. Now, the innovations are things that are up and coming. The innovations would be something like social media. Uh, maybe you're not up to speed on social media, but you know you got to get into that social media boat, and you're going to start learning how to do Facebook, or you're going to get in there and start learning how to do, um, you know, YouTube, or just get a camera and start doing videos or Google Plus reviews. Whatever it might be, I want you to think of the innovations out there, whether it's technology-based, social media-based, uh, technique-based. might be a new technique you want to take and just write it down. So what this page is for is really data dumping. Whatever your innate is telling you to do, just write it down, and you can always erase it. You can always reprint this list, and you can always come back to it. And that's kind of a cool thing to do. Now, moving on to the next page. This next page is really done every quarter. Now, this is a perfect time to be on this call, and why I'm focusing on these seven steps is because I want you guys to get in the habit of looking at what it is I need to do this quarter. So in the very first thing, you're going to see actions um, for the month, the quarter. And I want you to think of this quarter, January, February, March, what it is you want to do this quarter, what it is you want to do in revenues. Maybe you're stuck at 20000 and you feel you can bump it up by 5000 a month or add an extra 15000 uh, for the quarter. Maybe you have expenses that you haven't looked at your overhead lately. And that business audit, you went, wow, man, I'm, I'm doing 60% overhead. I need to lower it by 5 or 10%. And maybe you need to up your profit. And that, that profit should be anywhere from 40 to 60%. Now, typically, 40 is, is good. 50 is amazing. 60 is phenomenal if you're running a lean operation like that. But the most important in this column are your quarterly rocks. And the quarterly rocks really are the four or five objectives that you want to focus on. So this brings me really to um, the third thing that most of you should be doing. And that really comes down to um, your quarterly rocks. I'm going to come back to this as part of the five objectives. And right beside quarterly rocks, you can put five objectives. And you can add a number five. But beside that, I want you to draw a square. And here's what I've identified with most practices. Most practices grow when they can actually identify these four quarterly rocks with five objectives, same thing and build upon it. And those categories include, and you can write this down, numbers one, two, three, and four, and five. Number one is new patient attraction. Your business gets busier and increases your income when you attract more new ones. Uh, that doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. So what is it you need to do to increase your new patient flow? Maybe you've got to get there and do talks or screenings or join a BNI or social media or get a website. Whatever it is that you need to do, that's part of your game plan for this quarter. The second component is the conversion. Now, you guys should be getting around a 75 to 95% conversion of your patients. When you're doing three- and six-month care plans, it's about a 95% conversion rate. But if you're doing year care plans, it's about 75 to 85. There's a difference. And if you're just starting out, I want you to start out with six and three months. But I want you to look at your quarterly rocks and say, okay, what is it I need to do to improve my conversions? If you don't know what that is, then I want you to go back to your business audit. And under your business audit, you're going to see conversions to care, new patients and anniversaries. So everybody walking in your door, and there really is two conversions, the ones that come in your front door and those that come back, because you might have 5 or 10% that don't come back. They didn't like you or like your practice. And then you have the convert people who do go to the, to the exam and doctor's report and convert to care. 
So what do I need to do to improve that percentage on, on my conversions? All right, so maybe I got to do a doctor's report because I'm still doing one-on-one reports. So number one was attraction, new patient flow. Number two is conversion. Number three is retention. Now, PDA worldwide is deplorable. It's eight to ten. I've said a million times, I'll keep saying again, you and I would never get adjusted nor adjust our family eight to ten times. The PDA should be 40, 50, 60 or more. I've got doctors that are 100 and 200 and some patients. Now, how do they do that? It's impeccable care, education, you know, a lot of different parameters, objective criteria they're looking at. But the key with this is they have retention tools. So what are you doing for your retention tools? Where are you educating or doing your update exams, progress compared exams? Number four is your upsell. Now, this is your back end, and it might be wellness care plans because you're now doing anniversary reports, or it might be just an upsell product with front desk. You might be selling orthotics or pillows or nutritionals, whatever it might be. So I want you to think of that key area. What do I need to do to move towards a seven-figure practice in attraction, conversion, retention, and back-end upsell? The number five is an option. That's why we have four quarterly rocks and we have five objectives. Number five is really an option. It's an audible. Now, what you can do on this is I recommend you put in there either social media or something personal, you, meaning energy physical fitness, whatever it might be. I want you to make sure you're central to your universe because I found that doctors who are in great shape, who have rituals, who eat right, who are doing the things necessary to build their, their, their business, take care of themselves first. And I highly recommend that. Now, if you're in, in crack shape and you're, you're you know, an Olympic athlete and you're running miles and you're physically working out, you're, you're doing great, don't worry about that. might be social media. I still want you to continue. But you're going to have your four quarterly rocks there. And number five. Now, endurance means one thing that you need to do, uh, and for me, it's energy. You know, I, I, I go early in the morning to late at night, so my endurance says I've got to have the energy, and that's something I focus on. Am I eating right? Am I doing my greens and multivites? You know, and, and all these things on a regular basis in order to improve my endurance. What's one thing that you need to do for your endurance to make it through the day? Our next line is the deadline. Now, this is really cool because I want you to create a deadline to get this stuff done, which means... That deadline should be uh, the end of March, and the end of March in 2017 is the uh, the tw- uh, 31st. That's a Friday. So there you go. March 31st is your deadline, and that's going to keep you on point. Now, your quarterly theme name, it's, hey, you know, uh, it could be a lot of things. Mine is just do it, just like the Nike commercial. Just do it. Um, or it might be one daily thing. Just do one day. I've used that one before. What's my one daily thing that I need to do? Just get one thing done. It's 365 things in a, in a year. Or it might be get my head on my ass. That's a good one because you're procrastinating. You're finding reasons not to do it. And when I give you a million reasons why you should. And then the last one, that quarterly theme, is your celebration or and or your reward. Now, this is the one thing that I really want you to focus on because a lot of people write down goals. They write down great ideas. And you get all excited and you put it down and you go, I'm going to do this. And you do your most muscular and you do your little chant and you get up early in the morning for the first week. And then what happens? You go back to your old ways, your old habits, and you get in that slump again. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to think of something that you really, really want. It might be a new golf driver. It might be, you know, maybe a Breitling watch. It might be a pair of earrings. Uh, whatever it is that's worth anything from 500 to $2,000, I want you to go out and buy it. But you're going to give it to your best friend or your spouse. And they're going to know about your quarterly goals that you have to achieve. 
And if you get your quarterly goals and you hit those, then they're going to give you back that reward. Now, you can have a one-page contract that says, I'm giving you this, uh, which you'll give back to me on the end of March 30th um, when I hit these four or five goals. Uh, if I do not hit these goals, then your friend basically retains the reward. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, if I had something that cost me a couple thousand dollars and I really, really wanted it, I mean, you got to really want it. you got to be hungry for this thing. And I gave it to my friend. There is no way <laughs> that I'm going to let him have my reward. I'm going to be working my ass off to make sure I get it done. I think those of you who are thinking about this right now going, damn, Dr. Mike's right. I've got to really, you know, raise my bar and get things done. So this is what I want you to do with your celebration and reward. Write it down, take a picture of it, put it on your vision board, and make sure you get it done. Now, you're also going to have that accountability partner, and that accountability partner can be somebody in your practice or it can be your friend, and you're going to write down my top quarterly, you know, goals that line with my monthly quarterly rocks are blah, 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 and you put it within the date. And there you go. Now, in the next line underneath this, you have your, your projects for the month of the quarter. Now, the projects for the month of the quarter are really um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 things that you need to focus on for uh, the year. And what I mean by that is it might be hiring the CA for January. February might be getting the website. March might be getting a substation. I think you get the idea, but I want you to think about four projects, and I want you to create a project board, and that should go on your vision board that you bring out every month, and you have January through to December on the top 12 things that you want to have. But you're just going to set the project for that quarter. Keep it small, keep it simple, keep it attainable, keep it affordable. Maybe just even laying down a new carpet or putting hardwood in your practice that you can even do yourself. Now, the next one is... Really, it's personal. And this is really important. And these are basically um, personal targets or pillars for 2017. Now, this is something I've learned years and years ago. And this is so critical because here's what I've discovered. If you're not balanced in these uh, key areas, these uh, eight key areas, then I've discovered that a lot of doctors just tend to let things go. And number one is it's got to be uh, physical in a sense. What are you doing physically um, to to stay in shape. Now, if you're not working out, if you're not exuding energy every day, then I'm going to guarantee that you're not going to have that energy um, in order to see more volume because I want to take it from 200 to 300, 300, 400. So you know you've got to give energy in order to get energy. So what do I need to do to change my physical self? Lose 10 pounds, lose 20 pounds, whatever it might be. Mental is you've got to stimulate yourself. Now, when I get up in the morning, first thing I do is is I spend anywhere from 30, 60 minutes learning. Now, I have different websites. I have different marketers that I follow. I have different techniques that I explore. It's amazing if you just spend 30 minutes in the morning or at night and study. And to me, mental is just study, reading or, or learning. It's amazing how much you learn, how many ideas you get from other people. And, you know, I, I've gotten my, my laptop open. And my girlfriend's always teasing me. You've got a lot of open windows. There's probably 20 of them open right now. But I put these in order. So when I get in the morning, I just I click, okay, here's, here's a video I want to watch or here's a technique I want to learn, whatever it might be. And they're there to go. Now, at night, I like to bring myself down. I like to read a chapter of a book. So I have, you know, three books. 
at all, all times that I'm reading. I have one in my briefcase. I have one in my office. I have one in my bedroom. So I actually have three books I like to read, depending on my mood, that I go through at least a chapter a day. It's amazing how much you can get done in a, in a month. The next one is your nutritional. What do you need to do to change nutritionally? Are you doing your six core essentials? Are you um, drink, eating your greens? Are you having the fresh fruit and the vegetables on a regular basis? Are you cutting back on the red meats and maybe the alcohol? What do you need to do to change nutritionally? Because energy creates energy. Next is spiritual. Right on my board, I have a board right beside me. I see AM and PM. And right there, it's meditate. That's so how I get up in the morning. Part of my rituals is to, to work out and meditate. And I'm going to sit down and I'm going to meditate in the morning. And I do my state of gratefulness in the evening. Just 10 minutes just to get my, my mind and my body focused on things that I need to do in my life. Next one is vocational. Vocational is for my business. Now, I have a, a 2017 goal board. It's got my quarterly goals. Just like I'm teaching you, I do the same thing. It's got my first quarter listed on it, and I don't have you know five objectives. I have seven. I don't recommend you do that, but just keep it to five. But these are things that are an absolute must for me to get done. I have those for people on my team from Alex and Brendan and Christian and, and Shreen, and they have their five objectives too. And I can see that because I monitor them. And these are things that need to get done. The next is financial. What do you need to do? Because one of the key five laws of mastery is not just your business, yourself, your time, relationships, but it's also your financial. What do you need to do to make sure you're financially independent in 20 years, in 30 years, in 10 years? What are you doing to watch your financial wealth? And that's really important. Make sure that you, you have that one set up and you're making more money in order to save more money and start living humbly. You know, you don't need you know, the really nice watch if you can, you know, get a cheaper watch or you don't need to go and buy the BMW if you're okay with the Volkswagen. I think you get the idea. The next one is social. This is where you need to make sure that you spend time with friends. And, you know, usually Friday nights, Saturday nights, the time with friends and family. I shut it down. If I'm not teaching or traveling, I'm with friends and family. But I make sure I have social in there at all times during the week for family and friends. And the next and the very last one, um, oh, I got them all. So there's, there's physical, mental, nutritional, spiritual, vocational, financial, social. And the last one was family. Making sure you put family first, and that's really important. So I have times in the evenings uh, and the weekends that's just purely family time, and I limit the amount that I travel because those of you who have family know how fast your kids grow and um, how important it is to be with them, even though we're busy business people. So that brings me to four more critical things in 2017. <clears throat> and this is something that every chiropractor should do to gradually move towards a seven-figure practice. Now, I say seven figures with tongue-in-cheek because... Some of you might be just happy just to grow up by 100000 or 200000 or, you know, half a million dollars, whatever it might be. We're not here to judge, but I'm here to help guide you. But here's the things that I have noticed in the 16 years I've been coaching, 17 years now, that I've coached doctors around the world, the guys that are doing the seven figures, are the guys that got their shit together. And what I mean by that, they've got the business audits going. They've got the planning pyramid solid. You see, what's happening, we're, we're, we're pouring the concrete. We're building a foundation. Nothing's going to deviate me from my foundation of building my empire. I've got my five objectives for the quarter or my four quarterly rocks. Now, the next step, number four, is I'm strategizing. I'm going to sit down with my team at the beginning of the year, and we're going to map out the whole year. We're going to set our bonuses for the year. We're going to set our goals, and that goal should be a target goal. That's a smart goal. 
which means it's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. I usually set, let my CA set it so that, hey, this is the baseline. You guys told me you could do this, and then I'm going to set a stretch goal. I was on, on online with a doctor today, and he did $1.2 million. And I said, okay, well, let's, let's set 2017 goals. And he's, you know, he's incorporating spinal decompression. He's incorporating nutrition. And I said, let's just be conservative here. And we broke it down. I said, even if you just bumped up your chiropractic visits by um, 60 adjustments uh, per per week, and that's very attainable for this guy to do that, there's an extra, uh, I think it was $150,000 he'd actually add. And I said, if we bumped up and we added the spinal decompression, well, there's another 150000 And if we added the nutrition, there's another 100000 So we looked at it and go, damn, I can actually do 1.5 this year. I said, that's your stretch goal. I said, but on a conservative goal, we can easily do 1.3. He goes, yeah, yeah, I can, I can do 1.3. So we actually set this goal for him that he can go from 1.2 to 1.3. That's about... You know, a small bump, about 7-8%, but very attainable. But if we really stretched it, we can knock this one out of the park and grow up by 300000 by implementing these tools. So he set these goals, and now he's going to sit down with his team, and he's going to set bonuses. He's also going to strategize on his marketing. Now he's going to do it for the whole year, but he's also going to break it down quarterly. And then from there, he breaks it down weekly. What do we need to do weekly? And this guy is going to do it, because I know how he works. I've been training with him for a number of years, and... These are the techniques because it's predictable. You know what's coming up on your new patient machine. You know what works and what didn't work. You know you did, say, 25 or 30 per month last year. What do we need to do to bump it up 35 or 40? So the next point, and that will give me point number five, is getting a website that works. One of the things I've noticed that a lot of doctors don't have is you're missing out on that 40% bump in your practice. And these are pre-qualified people looking for you. So this really is sort of a two-fold approach because your website should be getting you 10 to 20 new ones per month. Now, if you're not getting that, then you need to make sure that you have the tools in your website that are going to track by way of a welcome video, opt-in box, a direct response, health pass, and your blog. Now, there's 12 website must-haves. Those are the four major ones. So make sure you guys take the time and invest in the website. If you don't invest with me and, and, and through Cyber Cairo, Cyber hyphen Cairo, then what you need to do is get a company that knows marketing better than I do, or as, at least as good as I do. Don't hire a designer, hire a marketer that can build a website that's going to get you 10 to 20 new ones because that's an untapped gold mine. It really is. And a lot of the doctors that we're training, we're moving them into better websites and they're going, oh my gosh. I was getting a zero before, now I'm getting 15 to 20. Dr. Clayton Roach, we took him from zero new patients per month now to 15 to 20. You do the math. 15 new ones per month, 180 more per year that he wasn't getting, and you multiply that by case average, about 3,000, game, game over. And he's got a PVA of like, like 60. So that is critical. You've got to get a website that's going to be a new patient magnet. Number six is your social media. You need to start doing social media like there was no tomorrow. A lot of doctors are still not tapping into that. Social media, your 40% bump attached with your website is going to be the new thing for, for the next five years. What I mean by that is that the screenings, the talks, the yellow pages, that was the great stuff in the 80s and 90s, but in the, in the new millennium, you've got to be able to go digital, and you've got to be able to go digital and dominate. 
That's why I run the UCAM every year. You're all welcome to come to that. But at the minimum, start to learn the social media. Get your YouTube. Get your Facebook. And get your email going. Those are the top three that you're in. And Google Plus, of course. Those are the top three and four that you really need to start implementing. And number seven, this is real important, is go high tech, high ROI. And what I mean by that, the practices that are really moving forward have gone high tech in key elements that boost attraction, conversion, and retention. And what I mean by that, the CLA subluxation station, the digital x-ray, the um, electronic health records, like the ChiroTouch, whatever you're using, you want to go high-tech to simplify your practice so you can focus on your patient. You want to start using corrective techniques as well. Now, these are all high technologies, but they also have a high return on investment. And digital x-ray allows you to do pre and post x-rays. And the substation allows you to see neurological component changes beyond pain. And you can see how those are going to improve your PVA um, boost um, attraction because they're going to want to refer friends and family. And, of course, uh, boost um, uh, conversions as well because people are educated. So that being said, I've spoken for 40 minutes. And what I want to do is open up the lines. I've got a lot of doctors on the call. Because everybody out there would love to start building the seven-figure practice. I mean, is it possible to do a million a year? Well, if you get your numbers up around 500 per week, that's a million dollars, guys. That equates to a million. And if you don't want to be that busy, well, 250 is still a great practice wherever you want to go. And I say that with tongue-in-cheek because everyone here has the potential. So that being said, I've talked about a lot. If you have your business audit, your planning period mid in front of you, and you have some questions for me, the lines are open. Just say who you are, where you're practicing, and what's your question. So I'll take the first caller. Any question goes, guys. All right. No questions. You guys got it all. There's got to be somebody out there that's got a question. Because normally when I go through the planning pyramid, a lot of questions pop up. Hey, Dr. Mike, what's this? Or the business audit, what should this number be? So there's no silly question, guys. We're here to build each other's practices. Anything goes. Yeah, I know it's always tough being the first caller. All right, guys. No questions. Everybody's got this stuff down cold. I'll give anyone 10 seconds to pipe up. In the meantime, while you're thinking of your question, don't forget about the UCAM with Matt Loop and myself. That's April 27th, 28th, 29th. The early birds are on now, which means you're going to save about 20% of the tickets. Guaranteed, we're going to create a workbook this year, so you're going to walk home with a social media mastery workbook. And um, that's in Atlantis, Bahamas. So you can make it a vacation, write it off, come down and pick our brains for three days or four days, however many days you're there. And I'll guarantee it's going to be uh, really moving you towards the seven-figure practice. That's April 27th, 29th in Atlantis, Bahamas. And you go to UCAM.club in order to find out more about that. So who's my first doctor with first question? All right. Fantastic. No questions. Then, guys, I want to thank you for being on this Mastermind Inner Circle call. We're going to see you on our next Power Talk, Master Talk, or Save Black Belt call, guys. Let's make 2017 the most amazing year ever for all of you. So start with the planning pyramid. Do the business audit. 
If you have questions, send me a quick email. Or if you're uh, on Gold Client and coaching with me, just bring it up on our next call, guys. Until then, keep practicing with passion, love, and appreciate everyone. And we'll see you on our next call.